Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast, where we get to follow up, break down, and discuss last Sunday's message. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more about what God has for us. Now let's join our team as we gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the executive pastor of TC. Back again with me today is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and uh... Had to take a couple weeks off uh, again. Uh, I tell you, it's hard with as much going on around here as there is going on around here. I'm not sorry. I'm not. I'm not sorry. I mean, I I, regrettably, we weren't able to be with you for a couple weeks, but it's all for good reason. Um, There's been some changes going around here on campus. The room that used to be our podcast room is now my office. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and the room that was the podcast room before that is a kid space. And we had to add another kid space where my office used to be. So I had to move into a new office, which was the podcast office. We, now, we yeah. lost three whole offices. Lost three whole offices. They gained one classroom. Gained one classroom. <laughs> it, there's just a lot going on. But all that to say, um, some amazing things going on here at TC. I mean, some things are popping off and just like, it's been great. But that does mean that uh, there's some... Some uh, some changes that had to be made, and so here we are, uh, recording from a new podcast space that we'll see how long it lasts. So probably not long. Probably not long. We're in the lobby. There's one, <laughs> right our office lobby right now We're is where we are, um, and we probably won't last that long. But one of the good things about this, you know, you we don't allow people to get too comfortable for too long, including ourselves, here, including John. John, how many times have you moved offices in the last two years? Ten, Ten times in the last. Is two that years. really the? Is that really the number? Ten times in two That's years. That's all. John's moved the. I thought it was more, but uh, nonetheless, um, over three different campuses or office locations john has had 10 different moves of his office some of them he moved back to where he was at the start with. yeah someone was like a back and forth like a okie doke <laughs> but uh no yeah we've uh, we're constantly changing but hey listen these are good it's good thing i mean like we have so many kids we had to add a new classroom like come on bro like in a world where a lot of uh, a lot of places aren't seeing you know god's uh doing stuff but they're just not seeing growth uh and God's just doing something in this house and bringing in growth. I mean, we're just excited, bro. This is crazy. Like, it's it's insane. So, yeah. yeah. It's fun, though. Good stuff, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a constant pivot. Um, you know, and so it's like, oh, now we got to make another change. You know what I mean? I think uh, the team uh, is constantly kind of like, oh, gosh. Like, you know, we don't even have time to get settled sometimes before we're already, like. Who wants to be settled, though? You know? John. Kyle. Them two are, them two are settlers. <laughs> a lot <laughs> they, of this. they like to be a little more settled, but we just don't let it happen too nah, much. It's but, all right. Yeah. They'll so be fine. It's been good, man. So we've just been just been rocking. Uh, the last time we were with you guys on a weekly follow-up podcast, um, we were in the Sushi Sex and Subtitle series. And so we've finished a week of that and had one week of the Church on Fire series. So that's kind of what we missed um, in the weekly follow-up podcast. Yep. And so here we are. Um you know, kind of pick them back up. So to, to kind of catch people up, you know, we did, we did one more week of marriage for the sushi sex and subtitle series. Um, so if you want to go to the church website or YouTube, uh, you can check out, um, check that out, have a look. Um, and then we did, uh, church on fire, the first church on fire message. Um, 
and it was it was good, man. Like we we got immediately started getting some uh, some great feedback. And so it's been really, really good. Uh, when we jumped straight into that one, uh, we talked about there's a fire spreading. Um, and we really kind of dove into uh, kind of like Acts chapter 2 and what it looks like. And, you know, God has start, as God starts doing some things uh, and how we need to engage it, wh- how we need to participate in it and kind of some of those things. And then this past week we talked about fanning the flame, um, which was know, which we, again, we've gotten great feedback on, uh, and ch- the church on fire series has kind of been like a, a way of reintroducing some of the people that's been joining TC into kind of the culture of TC and kind of engaging them, uh, or I would even say you, for some of you listening, engaging you, uh, on a level to say like, uh, Hey, you know, this is what it looks like to be a part of TC. God's doing something right now. And man, we should really, uh, we should really engage it. You know, on get, a high level. Get in on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good metaphor. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, things have been, things have been rocking, so they've been good. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's, I enjoy Sundays a lot, you know, just being there, you know, the, our, our church lobby on Sunday is a madhouse. <laughs> it, it is. You it know, is. and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. There's just. Between nine o'clock and 1030 <laughs> service, those two are pretty crazy it really is it's, it's a lot of fun i mean yeah it's it's not a it's not to be braggadocious when we talk about it is it, i mean we, t- I we mean, said this last time it's yeah. like it's really just what god is doing you know through the people of our church through our church and um you know we're not gonna not celebrate that yeah know? yeah i'm not gonna not celebrate i mean it. part of half the time we're i mean we're prepared for it we pray for it and all those things but as God continues to do things like that at such a high level, I, I'm encouraged slash kind of in the same position as as uh, as most other people are and being just like, wow. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, God keeps showing up doing amazing things. And I, I don't know if I would say I'm shocked as much as I'm encouraged, especially knowing being connected to a number of other pastors who are, are doing their best and they are praying. It's just, it, you know, times are hard right now. Like. Um, um, yeah, I mean, COVID, so, you can blame a lot on COVID right. last year, you know, whether you're a church or you have a small business or whatever the case is, you know, it's like, it's tough, but yeah, luckily, I say luckily, you know, I don't know that it's luck other than favor or whatever the favor case is, sure. um, yeah. that God is, you know, is really sustained, us, not only sustained us, but in, is increasing through, through that. So, um, yeah, we're celebrating it. It's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, as we've been in the Church on Fire series, you know, what we've kind of done uh, kind of leading into this, uh, like you said, we talked about the two different messages, but we've really been focusing on this idea that like fire um, multiple times in the Bible has represented like the spirit of God and the move of God and God doing things. Um, and so as we've kind of done that, um, we've talked about how the fire or the, what God is doing is spreading and what our role looks like uh, from that. And so, um, so that's kind of where we've been. And so jumping into what we kind of talked about Sunday. So, uh, now we've talked about your, we've talked about growing up in your mom's house a few times before. Okay. Yeah. So she was like, no games. I mean, like you guys had fun, but like, yeah, yeah, we, we did what we were told. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So we didn't break stuff around the house. Like there was was never something accidentally got broken because we threw a ball like. Right, right, right. It was not that kind of stuff. Right. It was um, 
it was it was an orderly house. It was, <laughs> it was an it was orderly, orderly house. Orderly house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as one should be. As one should be. Oh man, uh, just saying. So so, how many times? How many times did you hear that? Like this house better not be dirty when I get home. Speech. Well, you know, it's weird. I don't know that we heard it like that because the house was just never the house being dirty wasn't an option. So it wasn't like it was Fair dirty enough. and had to be cleaned. Right. It was okay. always not dirty. I see. Gotcha, you know what gotcha. I'm saying? Yep. Like yep. we were just, you know, when you're done playing with something, you put it up. That's how I remember it. Now my mom may would have something different to say. Like as kids you leave stuff around, you know, there's always that, you know. So that's probably a thing. I just I don't remember it that way. I remember it just being like, um, you know, we would get in trouble or at least we just knew to put stuff up. Right. You know, that was just when dinner was over, the dishes got done, put up, you know, when you're done playing with whatever you're playing with, it gets put up. It doesn't go on the floor. That's just how I remember it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, no, I don't remember it like the way you just said it. Like when I get home, the house better be clean. Right. Right. It just, we knew that she didn't have to say it. (laughs) We (laughs) knew when she got home. Yeah. It's like, there was no warning. Yeah. There was no, she didn't have to say it. We just knew it. Like she's going to be home and, yeah. My God, we don't we don't want mom upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no. Why? What's up? <laughs> no, I mean, we talked about when we we talked about that uh, when we were opening up the service on Sunday. You know, what I mean, we talked about like growing up doing chores. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, and and uh, how you know, like some of us grew up. You know, I, I I remember my dad. If my mom ever went out of town, because I'm, I'm my mom kept the house immaculate at all times. Yeah. Like it's the old adage. I don't know if you remember that uh, video. I think it was a Vine video back in the day. Ooh. So, but uh, the lady was walking through the house, and they were like, "We got guests coming over. I wanted to look like no one lives here." You know that, that type of thing. <laughs> and uh, that's funny. And I feel like my, like my mom was very much that way. It's like I wanted to look like no one lives here. You know, like there was nothing out of place ever. Like right. the pillows were even back in the exact same spot on the couch that they. Right. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like they had a spot. Um, and so like my mom, very similar to that way. Uh, it sounds like your mom, very similar to that way. So if my mom would ever go out of town, my dad would always text us and be like, Hey, listen, that house needs to be the way she left it. Like, don't let her right. go home to no dishes in the sink or something. You know what I mean? Something like that. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about when we were 12. <laughs> I'm talking about when we were like 17. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. He was like, don't let your mom come. You know, like we're, so there was always like that adage. So I don't necessarily know as so much of my mom being like, this house better not be dirty when I get home. As much as it was like, sometimes my dad would be like, because she kept it immaculate, she left it one way. She better come home to it that way. Well, what's funny about that is looking back, you know, when me growing up, I never thought it was anything until you realize that you go to other people's house and realize other people are dirtier than you are or that your family is. You just think that's normal. And I don't mean that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? I never thought it was like growing up. It's a culture thing. <laughs> Why is that so funny? I think it's just, it's just your phrasing, bro. You're like dirtier. Than you oh yeah. You know what I'm saying though? It it was not a thing to be like we got to clean all the time. Right, right, it was no, just yeah. the house was always clean because that's how we kept it. Right, you know. So to uh, to me growing up, it was not abnormal <laughs> to have like a parent always talking about the house being clean because it's just to me it was just no, it was part right. of our culture in our house was right, 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 right. like you put stuff up. We made our bed every day, like those type mm-hmm. of things. Do you still make your bed every day? I do not. Not okay. like, not like <laughs> right, right. I, I do back then. Right, military uh, style. Yeah. I, yeah. Not <laughs> like I just, creased on I the just, corner. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not in my adult 
years, I'm not as um, bad as, like, I'm not like my mom Same. is or was. Um, I do like, I don't have clutter. Yep. I don't have clutter. My It's orderly. Um, but I don't like to clean, so I let it go longer mm. than I should. For, like dust and things like that. Like sweeping, yeah. the, you know, mopping the yeah. floor. I don't like none of that. Um, <laughs> but I do love a clean house. So I often wish it was cleaner than it was. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, but it is in order. Like you don't walk in and be like, oh my God. I, I think there'd be a lot of people walking in my house and their th- thought was it's pretty clean just as yeah, a, I mean, I've been a, to your house. In a glance clean. over, you yeah, know, yeah, it's pretty like clean. there's not stuff out on the counter, right, you know, right, stuff right, like right. that. Yeah. Um, but like, I know that I probably should mop the floors. I know I should dust the, you know, the, the TV thing or whatever. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel that. So, feel so that. yeah. So you, to me, it wasn't, it wasn't like we had this drill instructor mom always making us clean. It wasn't like that because the way, you know, when you think about it, if you keep it clean, it doesn't take much to clean it. Yes, hundred percent. It's always it's just like straightening up. You know, if you let your your if your, you know, kids. Have, I'm gonna go back to parenting now since I'm an expert in <laughs> writing my book. Um, if you have if your kids have like a playroom that's a total disaster, then it takes thirty minutes for them to clean it, and then you gotta force them to do it, and you know, get your sure. playroom. Or if you if if it was always just stuff goes up, it takes much shorter time when they're done playing with the thing to put the things up. You don't have to clean the whole room. You have to clean what you played with. You know what I'm saying? Theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> That's chapter seven I in the book. Yeah, it's yeah. one of them. It's one of them. <laughs> and all the parents are like, wait till you have kids. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. In theory, but you or, know what I'm saying? Or it's just the playroom and it's just dirty and you close the door. And My mom <laughs> cleans the shower almost every day when she gets out of it. She she keeps she grabs a cleaner and sprays it down. Really? So to her, it does, it's not it doesn't take much. She rarely has to clean clean because she's always clean. cleaning. Right, right, right. You yeah. know, and I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that. That sounds like this sounds yeah, like I'm not too. doing that yeah, at that all. Sounds but, like my mom for sure. Um, but I get the concept. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you, you're like me. Like I, you know, what I mean, like I've I've gone as far as to like pay to have someone. Clean the house a couple times before. I got someone coming Monday. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I do. Um, um, it's gotten to a point point where I, out, yeah, yeah, hey, <laughs> at this, you know, I, I got to a point where I need it. I want it cleaner than it is, but it's too messy that I don't want to fool with it. And you know, someone that can do. Well, that's the problem. I'm the same way. Except the issue is when it gets to a certain point, it's beyond what I can tolerate that's right n- nor want to handle that's right so it's like i need you know whatever uh my wife is not that way as much as she's just like we're not paying someone to come in and do like clean you know like we'll clean i'm like well well here's the way i f- justify it i figure my time is valuable <laughs> and i put a price tag on my hourly rate and if it costs me more if it takes me two hours to do it at my hourly rate and if that's more than what someone would charge me to do it in that time. It makes sense. It makes sense to me. It's like changing the oil in my car. Could I do it? Sure. Mm. But for $45, I can be in and out in an hour. You have not gotten the oil change on your new car, have you? It's not time. Okay, I was about to say. It you said $45. Me. I was like, <laughs> it's 
whatever, whatever it is. That's not going to be it. I don't know what it is. 60 but bucks. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, whatever it is. I get sure. two free oil changes, too, by the way. Hey. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's but like, I do, yeah. Could I, could I do those things, even if I didn't know how could I learn it, YouTube it? Like, sure. Yeah. But I just, yeah. I don't I don't want to. I feel and that. I don't want to. And, you know, here's the thing. I don't have to justify to the whole world right now why what must spend my money on. I I'm don't disagree with you. Not married, no kids. It's my money. And yeah. My God, I'm gonna get a clean house out of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree <laughs> with you. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I, we're the same way. I, very similar. Don't necessarily care for clutter. Um, so I'm constantly, every morning, it's part of my morning routine. I walk through the kitchen, and I clear off everything that is on the counter in the kitchens as a way in which I, we start the day in that house with a clean slate. Um, and then at some point, you know, other stuff ends up on the counter, and then. The next day, uh, we do it all over again, and so that's part of it. But, um, but yeah. So, all that to say, we were talking about chores and growing up and having to do things and all that stuff. Um, and but I, I particularly was leading to that story that I said on Sunday, where I was watching this son, uh, this mother and her son, interact, and. She was talking about his chores, and he said, "What do I get if I do my chores?" Uh, not a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Transformation Church does not uh, support. Yeah, but no, I remember. Yeah, and I was sitting there thinking to myself, "I was like, man, my dad's response would be like, you get to live here tomorrow.' Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> food and shelter. You know? <laughs> when you hit that light switch, then lights came on. That's crazy. Yeah, you get that to happen again. Yeah. No." Um, I think I think that it's interesting that parents like the I've seen some of the parents do the whole like Wi-Fi thing, where it's like the Wi-Fi password changes each week, Ooh. and you got to do the chores to get the Wi-Fi password. And I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good. There. I like that. Yeah, and I um, like the idea. I think we've talked about this before. Of um, well, Rachel Cruz, who is Dave Ramsey's daughter, but is part of that whole deal. They teach, and some of her stuff is like um, not doing allowance, but doing commission. On certain things, like, mm, okay. if, you know, like I remember as a kid, like I got my skating rink money for Friday yep, night, but yep, I'm, I'm, yep, we yep. mowed the grass. Yep. So he did pay us commission. to do those things, but there were certain things that like, this is what we do in our house. Like make your bed, you know, yeah. take out the track. Those are things yeah. that they were, my, my dad was not going to uh, give us an allowance for. That's just stuff we had to do, but we did get one for um, like mowing the grass, like I said, but I like the idea of using and teaching for, for as a teaching moment for your kids, not calling it allowance, but using it like commission. And then, you know, they even teach other things you could add. Like if you do this, you could also get that's worth a, a dollar or five dollars or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. just to kind of instill a little of that. But yeah. Yeah. You know. I'd be adding it all up and see how long it took to do all those things and seeing if there's someone that would have an hourly rate less than, than that. that. And now I'm making a profit. Like, <laughs> Make it a little bit. Make it a little bit, yeah. yeah. No, I'll keep the five, give no. her the 20 for the $25. Unless you're trying to save some money. But, yeah, I got I got my skate money from cutting there the grass. And it was, you know, you know Ron, I mean, yeah. what else you got to do? Seriously, seriously. But, um, no, but yeah. no, I think I think that's that's what, what do I get to I do these chores? Yeah. And that's what, and, and yeah, nah, yeah you, you get to come back tomorrow. Well, and that's kind of <laughs> what, that's the whole point of what we were talking about on this past Sunday. We were talking about this idea of fanning the flame. And the difference between a flicker and a flame is whether or not it gets fanned. You know what I mean? And like, so God does stuff in people's lives. Like he's actively doing something in people's lives right now. But whether or not that flicker 
that he's placed in our hearts turns into a flame is whether or not it gets fanned, whether or not we become active with it, whether or not we let, you know, we kind of went through three things on, uh, that you should do to kind of fan the flame. Um, but whether or not you get active with it. So whether or not you're serving, whether mm-hmm. or not you're going to groups, whether or not you're getting involved, whether or not you're making a difference with your life, whether or not you're showing up to worship, whether or not right. you're like, there is, there are these things that both, both personally and uh, corporately, as in like in the body of Christ, so in in our church. So there's things personally you do to fan the flame, and there's things in the church that you do to fan the flame. And so the personal things is like reading your word and worshiping and praying. Like, and those things are that's how you fan the flame in your life. And people that are getting burnt out, or people that are getting tired, or people that are uh, that their relationship with Jesus is becoming a religion but it's missing out on those personal components, you've probably allowed your uh, your flame to turn back into a flicker. You're not fanning it. You're not giving it life. Right. And those things come from your word and from prayer and all those things that we talked about. So, um, so yeah, that's that's part of it. And then the second thing is what, really what we dealt with on Sunday, which is like more the corporate level. So more from the body, what does it look like to fan the flame? And that's kind of what we talked about. And we were basing all this on kind of a breakdown of various parts of first Corinthians chapter 12, um, where he said there's different types of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit source them all different kinds of service, but we serve the same word of spiritual gift is given to each one of us so that we can, those last few words are important because it's help each other. Right. It's not that we have all these gifts in us so that we can make more money for ourselves or that we can build a better life for ourselves. Yes. Those things may be byproducts of having the gifts that God gave you, but ultimately, God put something inside you so that you can serve the people around you. Mm-hmm. And I talk to so many people, bro, like so many people who they'll tell me like, man, I just feel like something's missing in my life. I'm like, well, what are you doing with your life? Well, nothing. It's like, then yes, yes, something is missing. Like, <laughs> Then yes, you are. There's a, there's a void there. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I do. God I- made you to do something with your life and you're not doing anything with your life. Therefore, you feel like something's missing. Because so, there is, yeah. Yeah, so just, yes, question mark. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of where we found ourselves with a lot of people. So Sunday, we really wanted to talk people through some of that. And it's like, hey, listen, like, it's not just enough to, that God initiates us with a flicker. And I think that that is what he does in salvation. He prompts our hearts. He brings us to himself, you know, and, and he's secured us in our faith. But now he's going to take our flicker and turn it into, like we said, a flame, something that's burned bright, burns powerfully, is contagious. All of those things are pretty important. Uh, when we're talking about the flame that the flicker can't accomplish, yes, it's got light for you, but what are you doing to live a life for some someone else, for others? Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. Um, and so, you know, we, we mentioned on Sunday that God's desire is to accomplish the purpose of God, which is to reach the people of God, and it's only possible with the presence of God. And so we hit on all three of those things in talking about what we do to fan the flame. Uh, and so we'll hit those real quick, but fanning the flame will always require you to give it breath, breath, right? And in the old Testament and throughout the Bible, the breath of God is a, is a representation of the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of what we Numa what we with Numa. That's right. Or was it Numa or Ruah? Ruach? Yeah. Both. Both, right? Both. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking another language here. Yeah. 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 Some of those. <laughs> literally, <laughs> so, literally. Literally another language, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we uh, we talked about that a little bit, and we talked about how God just desires to show up when people are being set free. You know what I mean? Like, we, we dug into that on Sunday. Now, I told a story on Sunday about a situation you were present for, which is the downtown situation 
where the cops oh, showed yeah. up and all that. Yeah. <laughs> where the, were we eating at? Uh, Urban Swinery. Urban Swinery. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So you were there for the whole situation. Yeah. Was I exaggerating that story? No. <laughs> like it, people it, ask me, they're like, "You didn't really like get out of your seat. Like you didn't really." Yeah, I didn't. No, I was, no they were talking to me. Like, yeah, I yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you got up. I, was, I, I, was, I stayed seated. I was I'm a, I'm a like, I'm a. Let's check it out. Maybe not investigate, but let me let me see what's going on. I don't get scared. Right. Okay. So it's not like um, I wasn't fearful. Like I'm gonna get shot, so I need to run in that moment. Like, right, right, yeah. right, right. Obviously, want to be sensitive. Like. Obviously, there was just another mass shooting a couple of days right, ago. Right, you want to be very sensitive to that. Um, in, a, in a situation like that, obviously, if 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 you saw what was going on in that situation, yes. And that, we really were unsure. Yeah, we really didn't know a lot. Until after. Right, right. And it wasn't the, you know, again, sorry for the being sensitive to what's going on in our country right now. Right. It wasn't the shooting necessarily that got everything prompted or moving. Because we barely, we really didn't, that didn't process as much for us. As Correct. much as it was these cops <laughs> right. that was drawn, you know what I mean, on this. The dude was huge. Yeah. He's like six, seven. He was, wearing nothing but some overalls. He was a big, burly-looking. Big old guy. So. Overalls. Yeah, he, um, Jack Daniels bottle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was nuts. It was crazy. And uh, so, yeah, I was gone. I took off. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, there was a, gr- a big group of us, but. Um, yeah, there was like. Uh, nine, nine of us, so, I think, something nine, like that. Something like that. Uh, but no, that really happened. Yeah, True and Gina were there. Lydia and Garen were there. My parents, you, me, Ash. So yeah, it was. There's a number of us there. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was just interesting to me. Um, not that and that had very little to do with talking about in Exodus three, other than Moses being like, "Yo, that bush is burning for no reason. Let me go check that out." And so oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that and, was the connection. Yeah, and when he did, uh, you know, that was where God sent him to free the Israelites and stuff like that. But we were just talking about how like God shows up and when God shows up, he's setting people free and, and how he's done that over and over in this word. So, um, but yeah, it required, like, I mean, God, when God is breathing, when God is doing something, when the, when the spirit of God is obviously present, man, it's important that we, that we become active in doing whatever he's calling us to do when he's moving. Right. Right. Cause it's, it, things aren't always moving. You know what I mean? God's always working. But there's a difference between, even going back to week one, there's a difference when the waters are being stirred and when they're not. God is still God, even though when the waters aren't stirred. But uh, when they are being stirred, man, we need to get in, get in the get pool, in the water. get others in the water too, you know. Um, <clears throat> so then fanning the flame, the second thing is that fanning the flame will always require you to nurture it. Nurture it. Nurture the flame. Like, tend to it. Work on it. Care for it. Encourage it. Right? Um, develop it. Stoke it. So, yeah, yeah. You need to. You need a. What are those things called? The poker. Fire poker. Fire poker. Yeah. Fire. Like get. Like man, tend to it. You know, see what it needs. Does it need to breathe differently? Does it need to? You know, like what's what's going on? Um, and that's where we kind of dug into, kind of the consumerism versus contribution mindset that I think has really crept into the American church in a very dangerous way. Oh Lord, talk about it. You know, like <clears throat> we 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 treat church. In America, like it's something to attend, not something to be. Well, I mean, we saw that when Christians went crazy during COVID, right? You know, pitching a pitching a fit, some, you some, know, sure. because we they're they're not allowing us. They're not. I'm doing air quotes. Air quotes today. Yeah, they're, they they're are, not yeah. allowing us to worship and go to church. It's like, mm, I just don't view it that way. It's right, like, right, right. Church is not an. We event. are the church. Right, church is not an event, and it's not a place. Right. 
You know, it's a right. people wholeheartedly. You know, yes, you come to worship, but you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just don't. I agree. It's but that's consumeristic. Yeah, it's 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 this thing where I come to this place to get what I need, and then I leave. And that holds me over for six days until I come back and get more of what I need. Like, and so <clears throat> it is, it's that type of framework that we're kind of dealing with where it's like, man, uh, American Christianity, American churches have become very consumeristic uh, in regards to the church is just here for me. It's here to feed me. It's here to help me. Um, and in nature, we can kind of take on a mentality where um, we're not, we're not here to contribute to it. You know, and, and we kind of talked about that, uh, you know, we were talking about how, man, for many of us, like, we've we've taken on this notion, you know, we talked about the show Survivor. Mm. And I was talking about how, you know, there's a lot of people in churches right now who are sitting next to fires they didn't build and enjoying the warmth they didn't help create. But at some point, you got to become someone that helps build a fire, too. Like at some point you got to play your role in making sure that people are getting what they need at your church. Like at some point you got to be part of the solution and creating and your contribution, you know what I'm saying? Um, Otherwise you become an inward focused church and that's not, that doesn't do anything for you. You know what I mean? Like you just become all about what your needs are inside the walls, but you aren't paying any attention to what's going on outside the walls. Yeah, that's really good. You know, and that's what, I mean, Pastor Dan uh, has done a teaching in the past. Um, a number of people, uh, that, that, and we've taught this all around the country, you know, there's a, and it's actually going to come up in week three. So ne- this coming up week is actually going to surface a little bit, but the acts to acts two to then acts chapter 11 and what's happened, what happens in acts chapter 11 with the Antioch church. Um, and I don't want to get way into it cause we're going to deal with it this week, but, but we've, we've done a teaching for years called archaeologists, artists, and architects. So like those three things and how um, God does something, but then when he does something, because he did it a certain way, we become ex- obsessed with the way he did it, not what he did. And so we, we start trying to duplicate the way he did it, thinking he's going to do it that way again. And inevitably, we become archaeologists. We become those that are digging up old things. And we don't realize that our God is, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he's constantly doing new things in people's hearts. And so we have to be ready to uh, help create and help build systems and places and methods because the method is not what's sacred. The message is. So like all of those things. So we've, we've, we've always done that, but there's an Acts 2, Acts 11 thing that we're going to break down this coming up Sunday um, where we kind of talk through some of those things as we're talking about what the church's role is supposed to look like in that. Um, and so, but we, Ephesians four eleven through 12, you have that handy. Ephesians there. four eleven through 12. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. So what happens there? Like, what are we talking about? Right. We're talking about this idea that, God gave us these, what we call the fivefold ministry. If no one's ever heard that before, he gave us the fivefold ministry, but he gave us the fivefold ministry, pastors and teachers being part of that, not so that they can do all the work, but so that they can equip the saints who are the saints, the believers, the Christians, so they can equip Christians to do the work of ministry. Right. But in, again, in like an, in the American church, we think that it's like, well, the pastor does the ministry. I'm just here to listen. It's like, no, 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 you're here to be equipped to do the ministry. That's right. So, um, so yeah, that's an important 
um, difference. And I want to encourage anybody that's out there, like you, you need to be equipped. You, you have a role to play in this. You're part of TC. Um, you have a role that you can play in this. I would even say if you're part of TC, even on part of the online campus, you have a role you can play in that's this right. and we can get you connected to that. Just send us an email. Um, and we can get you connected to that because you actually, there's roles you can play in serving the body with your gifts, both if you're in person, but also if you're not, that's right. You know what I mean? So like you can get connected and then there's always something and it doesn't not like there's always something to be done, but from a kingdom perspective, yeah, there's always a way you just serve. That's right. So I, I, I love that. I thought that was great just because it's so easy to get caught up in the, you know, I come to watch what's happening, you know, to just witness what's going on. Yeah. Um, I liked how you talked about if you're a part of the church and all, and, and like say newer sure. and all the things you love about it is because there are people serving. Right. Right. If all the people, if all the other people weren't, if we wasn't someone nice on the golf cart and there wasn't a friendly face at the door and someone to help you get your kid checked in and, and, um, a worship team and you know, the yeah. whole thing, then there would be nothing to love about the church because yep. it wouldn't, it wouldn't be operating. Right. You know? Yeah. The reason you love the TC is because of the people that are said yes to serving at TC. So by not serving at TC, you've, you have essentially decided to not be part of what makes TC great. You're not a part of the thing that you love. Now, with that said, I'm well aware that there are some people that go through transitional seasons oh, yeah. and like some of those things. Not so really, like, ah, you know, really talking about like that. yeah, we're not really talking about that as much as we're talking about people that have the, the capacity and all those things to serve. And they've just, you know, opted not to. And I think that that's a thing where it's like, all right, we need to, let's, let's get engaged. And you know who you are. Like if God, if the Holy Spirit's tugging on your heartstrings and saying, you need to get involved, you know who you are. We're not here to put judgment on anybody or whatever. Uh, we know, we know when we're, we should be doing more. It's so. like the old, uh, I think it's a JFK quote. It's not what you can do, for, uh, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Yep. Same thing. Substitute mm-hmm. church for country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not what your church can do for you, but what you can do for your church. Yeah. Get a, get a, poster like that yeah <laughs> a movement no uh and yeah but then number three yeah and, and yeah you're right you know we hit on that and then number three fanning the flame will always require you to to feed it feed it and that really kind of segues into actually what we're going to be doing talking about this sunday so that was kind of an in passing point wrapping up the service from sunday because that leads into sunday which this sunday is go and tell so well, it's like if going on the fire and flame analogy, you know, fire needs several things to be, to main, to, to continue to be fire. Mm-hmm. Got to have a, you know, an oxygen source and like some breath and you, know, you got to feed it. It's got to have something, you know, something that burns. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there's a, a couple things uh, we want to hit before we wrap up today. First of all, we had a couple questions get sent in. Uh, I'm going to send them to you beforehand, oh. but, yeah, but yeah. it's whatever. Um, but they're from John, and I thought they were uh, – most of them were decent questions. We're going to hit a couple of them real quick. Um, and so uh, John sent in – and this, uh, some of these are questions stemming off of from First Wednesday. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then questions from – uh, the message um, from this past or two weeks ago. Yeah. So the first message in the series, first message in the series, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so 
He says, uh, since the specifics discussed in Acts chapter 2, as you explained, happened at the Feast of Pentecost and were done to achieve a specific purpose, would this event be classified similarly in scope, magnitude, of importance to the occasion when God chose to flood the earth, an event of which it's stated biblically that he, God, wouldn't use the method of flood again? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Um, so the events... The specifics we were talking about in Acts chapter 2 um, being the Feast of Pentecost. Uh, the Feast of Pentecost was a regularly celebrated thing, not a one-time event. So, um, And the question is referring to what you talked about at first Wednesday. Yeah, which yeah. I think is on the podcast channel, so you guys can go listen to that. But yeah. um, we were dealing with Acts chapter 2. Um, so, no, not exactly, uh, John, according to your question. Um, I, I believe that, uh, first of all, the Feast of Pentecost and what God did he started something on that day that that wasn't short lived. It wasn't a one time event. It it had repercussion, long term repercussions, and continued visitations. I would say mm-hmm. um, that poured out from that point differently than than we would see from a one time situation. So, um, and so let's see if indeed the events during Pentecost, uh, the Holy Spirit's flame falling upon the upper room with all people hearing and understanding different languages in their own languages classified as a one-time event, how slash why did Pentecostalism become a distinct religion or sect, uh, focused on the unique attributes of that singularly unique event. Um, so again, I think it kind of runs in the same vein. First of all, we see that that was, I would, I would use Acts chapter two. The phrase that I would use with Acts chapter two is it was an initiate, uh, initiatory or an introduction to what the Holy Spirit seemed to throughout the rest of the book of Acts and continually in the New Testament provide on a continual basis. Um, now there are some that would say that it only lasted as long as the apostles did. Um, I'm, I don't necessarily get down with that vein. Um, so cessationism is not really, I don't, I don't support that. Um, I would say that it certainly appears the Holy Spirit is continuing to do similar things even to this day. So, um, but, you know, in addition, going along with your question, um, uh, Pentecostalism, it would not be a religion, by the way. It would be just a denomination. It would be a, a, it would have its own doctrinal position on certain key elements that causes it to be a denomination within the Christian religion. Um, But even that's distorted a lot, so... Uh, well, even in, and even that. in that, there's different, yeah, you know, I mean, it just, it gets so, yeah, I mean, some people fully believe in, you know, that have a quote unquote Pentecostal, you know, theology, you know, sure. um, that, that, that think that, you know, speaking in tongues and all the things that happened that he's referring to and talking about the question that you, that you were talking about is, you know, evidence of salvation and and all of these things, you know, I, it just gets even in that there's not agreement on everyone who's a quote unquote Pentecostal, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I agree. So, some people believe baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then they reference Acts chapter two mm-hmm. happens Again. happens at salvation, and tongues is evidence of salvation. And yeah, I don't know where they, I mean, I don't know where that comes from, but there right. is that. That's what you know. There's a belief in that. So, yeah. Um, Correct. It's a it's a whole it's a whole lot there. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Uh, but yeah, short version, short answer to that would be that it is a denomination of which there's a number of spawned off variations of that denomination within the Christian religion um, uh, that um, support 
that the you know what the Holy Spirit did uh, there is still happening to this day. Uh, part of which I would say we support, not all of which we support in regards to Pentecostalism. You know, uh, anyways, but yeah. So um, number three. Related to the misunderstanding of the woman which you mentioned regarding the authorship of the Bible. So to clear that up, I had someone asking me about the Bible and trying to get clarification on who wrote it and, and stuff and all that stuff. Uh, and I was using that as an analogy when I was when I was teaching at First Wednesday. John says, I understand that the Bible is the inspired word of God and that the word is God. How then does or does the Council of Nicaea relate to the canonization of the Bible? Because these were simply men voting on which and in what order scriptures would be in. Um, not exactly, John. I mean, yes, the uh, there was an established group, you know, uh, in Nicaea that, uh, the Council of Nicaea that was um, making decisions. Uh, but uh, essentially what they were focusing on uh, is more the validity and organization of it, not... Uh, and, and also uh, the parts that were truly inspired versus uh, parts that weren't. And so the analogy I give for this, and I actually would be, I want to bring in, I think we want to deal with this on a bonus episode because I would love to bring in Josh Wallenhofer and even hopefully Pastor Aaron James. Pastor Josh and Pastor Aaron would be uh, incredible mm-hmm. just to talk through on this because they're, they're far more studied in this than I am. Um, but one of the things that I think is always helpful is that there are books, there's the Bible, which is the inspired word of God. Then there are other things written within the same time frame on the same topics that were never claimed to be inspired, but were historical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about like what a Josephus and like there, there's, well. there's historical elements that were written within the same time frame that people have tried to suggest were inspired, but they weren't necessarily inspired. Yeah, and just to clarify, I don't think Jose, any of Josephus' writings falls into anything no, that no, anyone no, 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 claims. No. Just what using jo- that as an example. What Josephus does is validates that Jesus was a real person and correct. existed in all those things as a historian. Yeah, as a non-believer, if I... Yeah, yeah, yeah so, correct. Um, but yeah, so there's works. There are There are works that were written within the same time frame, and in many cases by the same authors, but were never claimed to be inspired. And so there was a moment in time where they were working through some of that. But again, I think we're going to bring back a bonus episode on that because I think it would be very helpful for some people. And we'll have some guys that have done a little more work in that and be able to break it down and we can ask some more questions. That gets so. pretty hefty. It does. That's not an easy not That's not at a all. fast answer to that. Yeah. Um, and then the, lastly, in your latest Sunday message, uh, you said that online are preachers or sermons. Oh, online preachers are good, but there's a power in being gathered with others in church. Isn't the Holy Spirit equally powerful no matter the venue or the manner in which the Holy Spirit is conveyed, though? I would say absolutely. The Holy Spirit is not confined by space and time. Um, the, however, to that would be, um, God has always honored the gathering of the saints. And he actually said that in his word, you mean, don't forsake the fellowship gathering together as some are doing like he, he recognizes that community is a huge part of what he's aiming to accomplish. And you're not in community if you're isolated. Um, and so you need, and when you're part of a house, God speaks to the house. When I say the house, I'm talking about your church. So God speaks to your church through the person he's put to pastor your church. So if you're part of your church 
and you're listening to your pastor and that pastor is giving the vision and preaching according to what God is trying to communicate to your space and your city and your community as a group of believers that are going to execute the purpose and will of God. And you'd missed it because you said, ah, I just won't worry about going today. I'd rather listen to Stephen Furtick, not a bash on Stephen Furtick, just using him as an example because he has a great online presence. Um, if that's what you're doing, then you're missing out on what God's trying to do in your community by being attached to another part of the community. Again, it goes back to American Christianity and consumerism. If all you're here is to hear a good message, yeah, of course, you can hear a good message from anyone that's online or, or in your city for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something powerful about being connected a to your community, your fellowship of believers, the place God put you, you know, God built a number of different churches through Paul and so on in the new Testament. And each one of them had a different purpose they were fulfilling. Um, and so there's something about being connected to your body, not so much for what God's trying to do in you, but for what God's trying to do through you. That's right. Um, and so those two, those things don't always run, uh, congruent so uh yeah cool so that's it for those questions john thank you john and you guys that have more questions you can send them to follow up at transformationchurch.com um and we got some last we got the rapid fires okay are you ready so these are more of those would you rathers would you okay all right would you rather all right so uh, and there was some that I was like, he's probably going to hate this, but I'm going to ask him. Anyways. Okay. All right, so we're asking Justin, would you rather? John, I would love to hear your response, so you can yell, all right? Uh, would you rather have no eyebrows or an extra finger? That's so stupid. <laughs> Why is it so extreme? No eyebrows. <laughs> no no eyebrows. What are you going to do with an extra finger? I, Which hand is it on? Stuff. I don't know. Which hand is it on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John's John's going extra finger. Okay, that says he could use a uh, he could be faster on his video game controller. Video, oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So next, would you rather never be able to use search engines again, or never use a smartphone apps again? That's a hard one, bro. When I read that, I was like, "Ooh, that's tough." Never use a search engine again. Yep. So, for if I'm ever gonna go to a website, I just gotta go directly to it. Yep. Or I can never use an app. On a smartphone. John says search engine. Okay. I'm going to say app. I mean. we I use search engine a lot. Yeah. And the search engine can get me to the website of whatever the app is I'm using or For something. For the most part. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I know you're a big smartphone person though. I am. But you know. You, you could just go back to a Nokia at that point. Yeah. I, I mean. You could just go back to a Nokia at that point. No. <laughs> like. Uh, bro. You remember the Nokias we had back in the skating rink oh, days? Oh. With all the. The, it it looks like a UFO was. You could replace all the. You, you yeah. could put uh, the battery lights. The antenna. Yeah, someone yeah. called you and it looked like a cop car pulled up next to you. No, it did. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, all right. Would you rather get a shoulder massage or a foot massage? Ooh, you can't answer that. <laughs> What's hurting at the most at that? John says shoulder. This John, yeah, John said shoulder. Uh, I like a good foot massage, t- so but I like both. I mean, it, I'm going to go shoulder massage personally. Um. My feet hurt me a lot. So I'm going to go foot. Foot massage. Very I'm good. Go foot. Would you rather eat peanut butter and jelly or nope. grilled cheese sandwiches every day? I'm allergic to peanut butter. Oh, I forgot easy. about that. Yeah, so grilled cheese for you. PB&J for yeah. John? Grilled cheese are delicious, too. Grilled cheese are delicious. And if you don't use mayonnaise instead of butter, you're missing out. Mayo instead of butter. It does something to that bread. It really does. It, it really ma- does. Have you ever used that, John? Have you ever used mayonnaise instead of butter to make a grilled cheese? Try you it. You should, bro. It's pretty good. I'm you can't taste you. it. You there's 
you can't taste a big difference. But really? You can, but you can. But it's not a mayonnaise <laughs> taste. Yeah. I think it cooks more evenly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it cooks more I think evenly. it crisps differently. It crisps differently. It's easier to spread. Sure. I think. Sure. You know, when you're when you're when you're doing it. So Yeah. I like a good man, I need a grilled cheese. Yeah. You skipped lunch today. I did skip lunch. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Uh all right. Last one. Would you rather your voice sound like Elmo or Kermit the Frog? Who thinks of these? That is so stupid. Kermit the Kermit the Frog. Kermit John or Elmo. Kermit. I'm trying to think what they both sound like. John, do an Kermit impression of both. Like, Kermit sounds like Kermit the Frog. Elmo sounds like I can't do Elmo, but yeah, Elmo's like that. Okay, y'all both are creepy. <laughs> I don't really know how to answer that. I don't know. That is so a stupid of a question. Like it makes no sense. I love I love it when Justin gets stupid <laughs> questions because then he he just gets like this is stupid. It's like, it's so dumb. it's so dumb. Like why do we even have that as a question? It's a question. No one's gonna learn anything about us or the world or anything from that kind of question. They would learn kind. You never know. I think it says a lot about a person. I'm abstaining from answering. That. <laughs> you plead the fifth. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, I don't know. I think I would go with Elmo. No, I don't know. Kermit. Picking Kermit just because. Kermit the Frog. (laughs) I wonder if people could hear that. (laughs) No, there's no way they could hear John. John is, okay, I'm done. We're done. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, Justin, (laughs) tell where they can find more about the church if they want to know more. You can find us online, transformationchurch.com, or Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. And we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. Don't forget, if you have questions about stuff we're going over or have gone over, you can even go back in the series zone if you want to sushi, sex, and subtitles, something like that, feel free. Send us some questions. We'll be glad to answer them on air like we did with John's. Uh, and we will catch you guys next week yep. for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you guys. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review us on iTunes. You get double points if you show love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Brad and Pastor Justin on Instagram and Twitter at at Brad Livingston underscore and at Justin Oswald underscore. Tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. And for more information on Transformation Church, visit us online at mytc.life and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola.